0: Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are
1: and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 155 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers, and I am here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah.
0: Excited about today's topic.
1: I know we're going to talk about birthday parties, which if you're a long, long time listener, we we addressed this, but it was seriously like two and a half years ago. And we've had a lot of kid birthday parties since then. Right, Megan?
0: We, we have. And my kids just keep on getting old. Well, I guess all of our kids just keep on getting older. So um, maybe we've learned some new tricks along the way.
1: I think so. And as you guys know, we're always about what's, what's a way to do this that's a little easier and going to make you a little less crazy as a mom. And also, between us, we have eight kids, so it's kind of like we've learned a few things. I'm going to talk about a few things that I've definitely learned how to do easier as time has gone on, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, really excited um, about that. I also want to welcome new listeners because I feel like we have a bunch lately so if you are a new listener first of all we would love if you would hit subscribe and that way the mom hour will just keep coming to you um but also send us an email at hello at themomhour.com and just introduce yourself one of my favorite things to do with new listeners is if they haven't gone back and listened binge listened as some people do to just give you um an episode recommendation we're pretty we have a pretty good sense of what we've covered and if you email us and say hey this is my situation which episodes should I listen to first, I will totally write back and tell you. So that's my challenge. Sarah will write
0: back. She does that really religiously. I bow down to you, Sarah, for being that person. But I read every single email that comes in and I love, love, love getting email from you guys. So we both love it. It's one of the highlights of our day.
1: So please do. Okay, we're going to talk about our sponsor real quick. And that is Canada. Canada Canaday is an independent and family-owned pet food company who uses the same care and quality ingredients they want for their own pets when they're making their pet foods. And it's really cool because they've actually started to even get into growing some of the ingredients that they use. So these are great products. I got to try some for Xander. Xander's a little over a year and um, he eats dry food normally, but he's really hyper and doesn't eat very much. So I kind of want to get a little bit of extra calories in him. And one good way to do that is to put a little bit of wet food on top of the dry because usually they love that. So I tried the grain food free pure petite which is for small breeds and he loves it it's basically like putting the human equivalent would be like serving an ice cream sundae to get your kids to eat their vegetables like it's so fun for him
0: i love that and i have to just say as someone who just spent some time with sander he's like the cutest dog i've ever seen he looks like he looks like a muppet i can't he looks like a stuffed animal like he's not even real but he's adorable so he totally deserves (laughs) some good pet food um one thing i really liked about Canada, i get very overwhelmed in the pet food aisle i don't really always know what meat i should be going for what um you know what my dog or cat i have one of each what their needs might be so they have a quiz on their site that kind of helps you pick out which food you might be interested in for your pet so depending on their age and maybe their health situation maybe if you think it's really important to have certain um, ingredients in the food, it's, it's kind of, it helps you narrow it down. And I really appreciated that. Yeah.
1: That, that quiz was super easy. And we're going to send you guys to that website anyway, to get a discount, to get actually some food to try for free. So that website is com, and I'm going to spell it C A N I D A E Dot com slash podcast, and you can actually go there and get request a free sample of their food. So go do it. Again, it's c a n i d a e C-A-N-I-D-A-E.com slash podcast.
0: Great deal.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna start this with a little story. And you actually, Megan, were here for this, which is funny because for listeners who don't know, we don't spend a lot of time in person, but we were together in person recently. And so we were coming off of a conference, and so I had been away from my kids and my family for Four days. And my oldest had turned 10 the week before. So she'd already had her actual 10th birthday, but the party was uh, coming up on Sunday. And the lady called to confirm it was at a painting place. So, a place where you go and paint a canvas where they like give art lessons and stuff. This really cute little art studio in our town. And she called and she was just confirming the number and all of that. But she goes, so I can let you in, you know, 30 or 45 minutes early if you want to like set up. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean set up? You're the you're the entertainment like you're going to help them paint a canvas, right? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, depending on your theme, like I'm like, let me stop you right there because this is the theme like I'm I right. <laughs> doing the party at your art studio because I don't, I just got back from a work trip. Like I don't have time. Ta- and she was like, Oh, and she then was almost apologetic. She's like, I love that. She's like, that's awesome. She said, it's just most people kind of come in with all this extra stuff and then they decorate. And I was like, Nope, that is not me. So I thought yeah. that was, I thought that was <laughs> kind of funny because I do live in an area where there's quite a bit of, um, above and beyond parenting, shall we say people who really like to, I
0: like the way you put that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, It all comes from a great place, right, of loving our kids and wanting to throw really fun parties. But I think you and I, Megan, come from a place of realizing that kids are most of the time totally happy with a lot less. And um, we'll say it, I'm sure, many times throughout this podcast. But if you love to go above and beyond on your birthday parties, that's totally different. That's not what we're talking about. But if you're doing it because you think you're supposed to. We're going to right size that for you here today. Yeah. So
0: I Uh, I loved actually being on the uh, on the listening end of that conversation (laughs) because I could kind of hear her and it was very you're like, well, I'm not doing that, though. I'll just get there like 10 minutes early. And she's like, oh, and she did sound very relieved. Like, I think if because in this case, she's probably the one who likes being the above and beyond person. Yeah. So like you doing it at the same time would be like redundant,
1: really, like let her do
0: her thing that she loves to do. There's a reason you, Sarah, aren't putting your own canvas party on, right? Yes,
1: exactly, because <laughs> like, I am not going to Because she's you. doing her. Exactly. Um, yeah, and it was actually a really, really fun party. But um, this reminds me, we were just at Mom 2.0 and I was in a funny conversation with Kristen Howerton who has Selfie Podcast in our network. And someone said to her, I can't believe you have four kids. And she, they said, I can't even you know, keep track of my two. And Kristen said, I think everyone should parent like they have four kids. You just give you just give them each a little less attention than you would if you had <laughs> two. And they end up fine and actually really resourceful. And that's sort of like what I feel like about birthday parties. Like everyone should throw birthday parties as if they just came off of a work trip and didn't have time to think about it. And you show up and it actually ends up being awesome. So that's we're gonna, great. that's like I what today's that. about. We're gonna just kind of like ratchet it down a little bit. Um, But Megan, I thought I would sort of list out some maybe mistakes is too strong a word, but like just the things we learn after doing this over and over again. And you can kind of add to this. And these are either things I've learned the hard way or things I've observed other parents making. And again, I don't really like the word mistakes. That's not really it. But like Things you do, and then you think, oh, hmm, maybe there's a different like, way.
0: Like maybe it was an overreach, or maybe it was yeah. like, yeah, 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 I get what you're saying. Yeah.
1: Okay. So my first one is pretty general, but that is throwing parties that are just a little too much for the child who is having the birthday. And that could be they're too long. you you, there's too many things. There's like a bounce house and a magician and a something, something, or there's just too (laughs) many like components. And sometimes you get to the end of those parties and you realize this kid would have been happy with like a new dump truck and a cupcake. And somewhere in the middle of these two things was probably the ideal party, but it's really easy. I have definitely gone down that slippery slope. You start planning or you think, well, this would be fun. And then really the kid, all they want is a cupcake.
0: Yeah. And and I also will say, I think I fell into that the few times I did like bigger parties for my kids when they were young. Um, I would want, I felt like I had to give them like three hours, like two and a half to three hours, because otherwise, how would we possibly cram all this fun in? Right. And what I realized is that um, by the time you covered that much time with little kids, they need like another meal. Like yeah. you have basically just covered an entire food time, which means now, now you have to worry about that, either that meal or a hearty snack, like considering that by the time it comes, unless they literally just left lunch or just right. left breakfast or dinner and you have them that long, like people are going to be melting down by the end. It also it's kind of like you get X amount of time to complete one activity. And if you give yourself too much time, you have to plan a whole nother activity just yes. to fill up that last 45 minutes or whatever. So, yeah, I totally agree. Keep it relatively short because not only will the kids be better by the end you'll be still in a good frame of mind by the end
1: there's nothing worse than looking at the clock and realizing you have another 50 minutes to entertain seven-year-olds or whatever or their parents you know (laughs) yes and you're starting to get grumpy I agree and and I don't love the kind of bouncy house trampoline place birthday parties but for some reason those are always long. And I don't think it's the parents fault. I feel like that's the, uh, they, they'd want to charge you a lot of money. So then so they book them for
0: long. Yes. Yeah. And they are yep. sometimes
1: three hours long and there's just no re- reason for that. Okay. So my next little like mistake, I guess is I, and I've seen other parents do this, assuming that because your kid is really into something, assuming that, having 10 kids do that thing is a good idea for a birthday party. And what I mean specifically are like things like swimming and roller skating, because those types of things I think take a while to where everybody's at a level Where they can enjoy themselves not need parental help or supervision and not like fall down or drown so i have been to a couple of swim parties where i couldn't believe that i was at a swimming i mean of course there were adults there and the parents were there but it does not feel safe to me to have a four or five year old birthday where there's everybody swimming and then i went to a roller skating birthday party not that long ago and i actually thought oh this will be fun and i forgot like I have a five and seven-year-old who don't know how to roller skate. And I was by myself with all three of my kids. Like, So I think sometimes we get excited about, like, oh, the next level of birthday parties. Like, this will be really fun. But it's one thing if your kid is a really good roller skater or swimmer or whatever. But I think it's better to wait for until all yeah. the kids can do those things to make it fun. I, so
0: I've been on both ends of that. I've been the mom knowing I'm dropping off a not very good swimmer at a swim party. Yeah. And being trepidatious about that but also knowing that really isn't room for me in this party like getting in the pool with my kid is either going to be miserable because there's going to be 30 kids around me splashing or not really possible because the pool's not big enough like sometimes those parties happen in you know people's yards and stuff and then I've also been on the other end where I had a skating party for one of my kids and a couple of the kids really couldn't skate and then I ended up having to kind of like I don't know. I don't want to use the word babysit. That's the wrong yeah. word. I had to kind of support them through that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Not having a real relationship with those kids. It yeah. was hard. Like yeah. I really learned a lot from both of those experiences.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think there's no harm in waiting because those are both really fun parties. It's just probably the, the summer that your kid really masters swimming is probably not also the year to invite everybody over to go swimming. Does that make sense? Without, yeah. without totally being totally involved. Yeah um okay yeah
0: I will say sometimes I think it translates a little bit better there um we have like a local gymnastics place by us that does parties and those work out either because there are people on site who can help the kids with stuff that you can't right which works great yes and also because it's like every kid can jump on a trampoline or leap into one of those squishy ball pit things like the foam, you know, like everybody can get that. Right. So it doesn't feel as fraught as if you, the, the one adult in charge yes. have to help them figure out how to do those things. No, I totally so agree to do it.
1: That's a game changer. And that's really what you're paying for at places like that is that, you know, there's coaches or whoever to help, you know, what's another one that can be tricky. And this is like a different kind of party though, is movies. Cause I've had my kids get invited yep. to movie theater parties and I know our listeners with little kids are going to relate to this but you never know what type of tv and movies is some kids are sensitive to and you do not want to be the birthday parent who's like consoling a hysterical kid and it's also really heartbreaking to send your kid off to see a movie and not know if they're going to be like okay. losing their mind. And I have kids who are sensitive to movies in all different ways, including my older kids. So that's another one that it seems so innocent, like, Oh, we're all going to go to a movie and you just forget, like your kid has their own unique quirks, but so does every other kid. <laughs> and so it just, right. yeah, I feel like I've learned that one. <laughs> um, okay. So another little one that I have learned, and this is just for me cause everyone might be different, but I finally learned that combining relatives with like the friend party was really stressful for me. I would have, like, you know, our little play group over, cupcakes in the backyard, and then I'd invite my parents and my brother and whoever else was living in town, and I felt torn the, the whole time. Like, I wasn't really giving it the attention I wanted to give a family gathering, but at the same time, like, I wasn't really able to just be with my friends either, so I finally just decided to separate those out, and I know... That's going to be different for everybody, but just a little thing. And you guys do you guys do totally separate family stuff, don't you?
0: We do. Yeah, and it's funny cuz that's something I don't think I did like intentionally necessarily, but it just always worked out that way that we would always do like um take an ice cream with family. Yeah. The day of the birthday yeah. and then Typically, the birthday doesn't fall on a weekend, so then we plan something for the weekend before or the weekend after for their friends, right. which we don't, you know, like we've talked about, we don't do that every time right. either. So it's kind of like, you know, and now that the kids are getting older, I would say when they were younger, we always, always, always did the cake and ice cream with family Right. Um. and sometimes did the friend party. And now it's much more likely that we'll always do the, fr- the friend party of some sort, even if it's just a couple friends for a sleepover. Right. And we don't always do the cake and ice cream because... Okay. You know, a 12 or 14 year old doesn't care as much about having their aunt and uncle and cousins over on the day of their birthday. It it sometimes is just us, like sometimes just siblings and parents, which and that's fine. But I will say one thing that gets tricky about that. And I know you you don't deal with this yet, um, Sarah, and and I guess you probably won't because the cousins in your in your yeah, life are and, and vastly different ages. Yeah. But what can be tricky is when cousins are friends. So oh, right. when you know some of Clara's best buddies are her cousins, and some of Owen and Will's best buddies are their cousins, and so it only becomes tricky when you know, like, say, Will's having a party, and Jack is one of Jack his cousin is one of his really good friends, but Jack's a little younger. And Will hangs out with him all the time. So when he's having a friend party, it can get a little tricky sometimes. Like, so is Jack automatically invited? Right. Or is it kind of like a we don't know for sure? Right. Like, let's right. call it. And then how do we make sure Jack's feelings don't get hurt? Yeah. And then how does William not feel obligated to do something just because it's a relative when yeah. I always give him a cap on how many yeah. kids can go? So. Those parties at those, you know, at those times, it's easier just to have the big party at a restaurant or something, yeah, and know that like it's fine if there's one more. Right. It's harder when it's like a sleepover, and I've really put the limit hard yeah. at three kids or whatever. So yeah. you know, there's no perfect way to do it. We're working through it. Sometimes it doesn't go perfectly, and you know, I try to find other special ways for them to hang out. Um, I guess there's no tip there. It's just no. to say. It doesn't always work out. <laughs> no, so, and, and it evolves yeah. over
1: time. Yeah, we don't ha- we don't have local yeah. cousins, and we don't even have any hyper local family. We have family like three hours away, but n- nobody close. Right. So usually on the day of for us, um, it would be just us. But the parties I was talking about when my kids were really little, we did have family in town, and I just realized after a while that it was more fun to separate. I think for everybody you know, I think my family would be standing around and it was fun for them to kind of observe the chaos, but it was just it was just better to separate, so. Okay, so my next one, I am so guilty of this and this is my aspirational thinking, but my next one is you kind of forget that the birthday kid is still going to be that kid on their birthday, so you plan this special thing, whether it's like a special family dinner or a party or the family's going to Disneyland for the day and suddenly it really surprises you when that kid like throws a giant tantrum because they are a tantrum throwing kid, <laughs> or is afraid of Elmo as one time I took my oldest to a Sesame Street live as a very special I think third birthday, but she was terrified because she was always terrified of giant live characters as a little kid, but you just sort of like get caught up in like what's going to be special for that kid, but they're still that kid. does that make sense, especially the little ones,
0: yeah, totally, yeah, and along those same lines I, I don't know that I had any. Uh, I don't know if I have any examples of that kind of thing, but one thing that I think, um, is true for all kids, whether they're afraid of Elmo or not, is that there's if they're siblings, there's always going to be tension with yes. siblings, <laughs> always, 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 and that is not going to go away magically. Even whether the sibling is older or younger, too, I just want to make that it doesn't have to be a younger sibling mm-hmm. who's going to mess with that kid or create some kind of, um. I don't know, tension on a birthday day. So I don't know how you've dealt with that, Sarah. For me, I was always very mindful when my kids were littler that if a sibling was having a party, if it was an older sibling and they were like in a teasing phase, I would try to separate them. And if Mm -hmm. they were a younger sibling and just super jealous, I either tried to not have them there or plan something special for them. And maybe that sounds like coddling, but really it was for myself. It was like for my sanity. It was for it to be Tolerable for me for the birthday kid and not have the whole focus be on the tantrum the the tantruming younger brother yes who can't handle the fact that their their you know older sibling is getting a party for themselves and presents and all that
1: totally and I so in my I do have a couple things to say on the siblings in my experience. Having a sibling have a birthday is really, really, really hard on younger siblings until they are four or five, probably. And I think if you just expect that and then plan for it, like you said. So a couple of things I've tried. If we're having a party, I'd probably assign a relative or something to that younger sibling just so that they felt like they had a buddy to hang out with. And, like, it wasn't all on me to manage those emotions. And now that my kids are getting older, um, I have started letting – the siblings invite a friend to the party. And that sort of is built into the expectation of the birthday kid. Like your siblings are invited to this party because they're your sisters, but they also each get to invite a friend and it's worked because these haven't been terribly expensive parties. If that, you know, I can see how that might not work. I don't usually like give the sibling their own gift or anything like that. I do. I I feel like I've tried to help my kids, get used to the fact that sometimes other people get presents and it's not you but it is it 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 is rough for a few years (laughs) like two and three and four-year-olds have a really hard time watching a sibling open a bunch of presents so it is yeah it's just not easy yeah um okay so i guess my last one on this category of like things i've learned the hard way is that i mean if people have been listening to you and i for a long time we're both about low-key birthday parties however I have a couple of tendencies, which is just because something is low key, like let's say we're having just a few friends over for a movie and some cake. That doesn't mean you get to leave everything to the last minute. And I have done this more than once where I'm like kind of patting myself on the back. Like, yeah, I don't do big birthday parties. I'm going to be totally low key. But then I still leave the, the few little things like ordering the cake or, you know, whatever till the very last minute and end up stressing myself out. And then I'm kicking myself. Like, what is the point of having a low key birthday party? if right, you're still right, gonna right, be right. Running around at the last minute. So I, that's just me learning. Like you have to, you have to plan, even if it's a low key plan, same like with meal planning, I always say the same thing. Like you have to have a meal plan, even if the meal plan is for takeout and scrambled eggs, it just really helps with yeah. managing your resources
0: yeah so i i actually had like a little bit of a humbling moment where i i planned a quote unquote low-key birthday party last fall for will Mm -hmm. um at a restaurant and it was one of those where i literally just like rented not even rented i just reserved a room at a restaurant um and i know the owner and so it was really easy and then was like i guess i'm done now and i knew i like would show up and then she would let me order some appetizers and some, you know, food and stuff for the kids. It was gonna be super simple. Well, it was almost so simple that I forgot that I still had to do stuff like go buy decorations. And if I was going to have a cake, I had to bring in my own paper plates and stuff for that. I just didn't think about it because I had, I just was like, oh, it's just totally done. And I got there and it was like, the parents were all kind of confused because they're walking in. They're like, so is this the party? Cause there was nothing. There was absolutely not a single reminder that it was a party and i felt kind of bad even though none of the kids cared it's not like and he was 14 right it's not like 14 and yeah yeah i didn't need to have like themed you know birthday decor or hats or whatever for the kids but still it was a little bit i don't know i was i kind of felt like a dummy like i should have thought of that like at least had some colorful napkins on hand or whatever and i forgot too that in a room with a bunch of 14 year olds and waiting for the food to come. So that's going to take 20 minutes to 30 minutes. They had nothing to do. So I actually ran out to Walgreens. The nice thing was I could leave. I ran to Walgreens across the street and got, um, got them a couple of card games. Oh, fun. So it worked out fine. It was fine. But I did I did have a moment where I was like, oh, right.
1: Yes. There's still some things about that. to think about. Well, this yep. party that happened just this weekend that was Allegra's, I realized at literally like 10 minutes before we were going to leave that I only had nine candles oh. <laughs> in my I have a drawer <laughs> where I keep candles. And candles come in packs of 10. Usually she was turning 10 and we had... Just stuck one in an ice cream sundae on her actual birthday and it must have got thrown away. So I was like, hmm, I have nine candles Oops. for my 10 year old's party. And then I scraped together some <laughs> other old candles. We just mix and matched them. But yes. And some the, of them are
0: kind of burned down a little yeah, bit exactly. shorter than the others.
1: Exactly. Um, but yeah. the final oh, thing funny. on this, like low key or last minute, the other thing that I have done, and this is like not good, is done no decorations or no party favors thinking I was going to be low key and then changed my mind at the last minute and spent a bunch of money whereas like I actually feel like I could have probably gotten you know a really cute banner and a couple sweet party favors like on Etsy if I'd planned ahead but instead I think oh we're gonna keep it really simple and then simple to me means last minute but then I actually end up spending more money so this is like a delicate dance of like simple is good but it doesn't mean no planning
0: especially if you feel rushed or yes. slightly guilty or guilty and like yes. there's yeah there's that frantic feeling of like oh no now i gotta make this right and then you go out and just spend a bunch of money I, i've been there for i've been there for birthdays i've yeah. been there for easter baskets yep. i've been there for lots of things yes. So
1: yes I'm yes with you All right. Well, should we take a quick break? Let's talk about care.com.
0: Yeah. So, care.com is sponsoring this episode, and they are the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. Um, You can find care for everybody in the family, like sitters, nannies, housekeepers, dog walkers, senior care, tutors, errand runners, and more, uh, whether they're full time or part time, whether they're people you call on the weekend just to come over and watch your kids. And I have used care.com personally to um, find both sitters, like casual sitters, and Nannies before, and I've had really, really good luck. And the really cool thing about it is you can find, book, and pay for the care all in one place, which is great. They also make it really easy to take care of all of your household employer obligations, including nanny taxes and things like that. And they can offer you some uh, background checks. So if you're kind of checking someone out, but it's not a referral and you're not 100% sure about this person, they make that easy so that you can feel secure about the choices that you're making for care for your family. So you can also join for free as a basic member. But I think you're probably going to want to upgrade once you're there, because then you can, you know, with basic, you can search. But once you upgrade, you can reach out to the caregivers, schedule those interviews, and even book and pay for your care online or through their app.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I was just going to say that premium membership is really where that full-service magic happens. And we have a coupon for 30% off a Care.com premium membership. That's a lot, you guys, 30%. That is a lot. So you're going to go to care.com slash Hour. When you subscribe, and again, the basic membership is free, but for 30% off a care.com premium membership, just go to care.com slash mom hour. Yeah, do it. Okay. All right. So we've kind of talked about the mistakes we've made or the things we've learned. Um, I want to start this next segment by just being real clear that you guys, new moms, moms of really little kids, you do not have to do the birthdays that you are seeing In your town or at your on the Pinterests, on the (laughs) Pinterests, and I know sometimes it feels like we're beating a dead horse, but somebody's always listening for the first time, and it's never occurred to them. So here's, we're gonna give you permission for a few things. Number one, and we'll talk about it. You don't have to throw a birthday party for every kid in your family every year. Like you, you don't have to. I mean, there are nice ways to celebrate as a family, but I know some really creative. family like rules or families that have rules around when you get a birthday party and it can work differently in every family but if you don't want the expectation on your kids to be that they get a full-blown friend party every year you don't have to do that um and Megan you have five kids so I don't know how that's worked for you but I have a neighbor friend that they just have certain ages where like when you're five 10, 13, like, and it's just kind of oh, arbitrary. Cool. We, yeah. You and I both love arbitrary rules, but you just say in our family, you get big parties on these years or on the even years or whatever, or yeah. it could be a sibling taking turns. Like this year yeah. is so-and-so's big year for a party. I love that.
0: I do too. And we've, we've done that. We've alternated years. And what makes it kind of nice about the, um, the gaps in my kids' ages is that the younger sibling or whoever's not the one with a party that year typically gets to in some way take advantage of the fact that their older siblings having the party. So they're not, you know, they don't get to hang out at the sleepover if that's what it is, but they, they might get to play a video game with the kids at sleepover. Or if it's something like, you know, at a pizza place, they get to tag along. So they kind of get to benefit, but we've, we've kind of done different things. Um, for a while, it was a little more arbitrary Then it became kind of every other year. Now that, you know, I just got divorced last year. And so now we're kind of figuring out the co-parenting thing, we're kind of now changing it up again because now I don't have to throw every party. Right. So that also changes things a bit. So now, you know, it's kind of working out more where the person who's throwing the party for the kid might actually be the parent who doesn't have the kid that night, technically, so that that parent takes that kid, just that kid and their friends. And then the other kids are at the other parents' house. We're playing with it. But I think the point is, you know it's not written in a child's like you know it's not like in the law anywhere it's not their birthright that they get a party every single year and we've always celebrated every single year obviously but it's not it doesn't always look like a friend party
1: and i am gonna emphasize that for babies and toddlers because while for some for some moms it's really fun to to work on the party the kids really do not care when they are one and two if they are having a party so Um, you get to like, you can still do the cake smash and hang a cute banner and do all of that with just you or you and some family. Like you really do not have to throw a birthday party every year. And I feel like, I feel like, it's important that people need that permission. It,
0: no, um, you You know, that's funny. The stuff you need permission for, but it's yeah, true. Yeah. Don't have to.
1: And also uh, we've said, we say this when we talk about gifts and holidays too, we always come back to this, but like it all kind of evens out in the end. And sometimes as moms, we worry about getting, being fair, but like, just remember that kids do care about fair. Don't get me wrong, but they're not, they're not zooming out from the global perspective that we have. So like, they're not counting like how many friend parties they've had and who got one for their second birthday versus their fourth, like it all evens out in the end. So just because your first child had a big first birthday party, like your second child does not need to, and it's okay.
0: (laughs) Yep, absolutely.
1: Um, Okay, so my next one is you do not, if you are going to have a party, a friend party, you do not have to invite the whole class ever.
0: In fact, don't. Don't. No, that's not fair. But like, I think don't.
1: Don't.
0: (laughs) I know some people do and they're happy with that choice, but that is a choice that I have yet to make ever. I've never literally once in twenty years as a mom with five kids, I have never had a party where I invited the whole class. Me neither. Not once. Me neither,
1: but only ten years as a mom. So thirty collective years as a mom. We should count out how mu- count up how many birthday How parties. many parties that yeah. is.
0: Well, I will say by the time you know, if you haven't done it yet, Sarah, you're very unlikely because the older your right. kids get, the more expensive such an endeavor would be. So Yeah, and <laughs> it's it not phases likely. out
1: it phases out by like first grade, I think. It yeah. starts to phase out even earlier. But I have to say it was funny. Two years ago we switched to a new school and my older two were in third. And first grade, which is right when that should have been kind of phasing out. Only it was a new school to everybody. It was a brand new school, so nobody knew anybody. So that fall we got invited to more birthday parties than ever in my life because everyone's was starting inviting the whole class again because nobody knew anyone. I was like, no, That's not again. But no, I have never <laughs> no, I have never either. And it does it does phase out. You also don't have to go to all the parties that where the whole class is invited. And I know that you're on the same page with me about that.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think this is one of those things that like it's a like a year miles may vary kind of a thing because one thing i've always thought is more most parents if given the choice would rather have their time to themselves in the weekend and their family time preserved and not have to worry about going and getting a gift so like no parent is going to be offended if like their kid doesn't get invited and there's always exceptions to that there's always the kids who just don't get invited to anything for a variety of reasons there's also kids who's who maybe the kids that they invite don't come. And that's something like to be sensitive about, I think. So, you know, it's one of those things where you're not obligated necessarily to be that parent who makes sure your kid shows up to every party. But if you had to choose, maybe choose judiciously in the way. But if your kid doesn't have a special relationship with that other kid, like you're just another kid on the to-do list. You're just literally a kid who got an invitation because your name appears on the class roster. And so keep that perspective in mind. I think when you're just making decisions about how you're gonna spend your precious family time, which is precious and weekend time especially can become very limited when kids get to be a certain age
1: yep absolutely or and if you if there's younger siblings who aren't invited you know it just it can sort of split up the fan i don't mean split up the family like in an overly dramatic way but it's just no i get you definitely yeah um i will say so so we're not so so we don't totally knock big class birthday parties if you are new in town or new to a school just like the pickup line and everything else it can be a nice way to get to know other parents um I remember feeling very awkward because I had preschoolers who were not very social until I had one who was really social but um the first two were not social in preschool and also we moved when Reed was in preschool so I kind of had to do the new preschool parent thing twice um with kids who weren't really making their own friends and so I would go to some of the birthdays not all and I would try to use it as a way to get to know other parents but man my kids did not care at all about seeing their friends they were mostly intimidated by things like bounce houses or clowns or whatever. So I'm just telling you that so that you guys aren't alone. If it's like kind of torture taking a three-year-old to a birthday party at which they're not going to actually interact with their friends because they're three and you don't know any other parents. I mean, it can be a good way to start to build some mom friendships. And so I applaud you for trying, but it's not your fault if it feels awkward.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and I will say like, I tried for a long time to be the person who would gladly show up and hang out at a kid's birthday party with people I didn't know. And it always felt bad. Like to me, that is the worst kind of socializing. And then I would feel, I kind of felt bad for feeling bad. Like I felt like this, this was written in my parent, like should be written in my parental DNA and it should be something I just love doing. And it's just not, it just was never something I loved doing. So because I didn't love doing it, I tended to gravitate toward um, throwing parties in which nobody else had to do it either. But that said, there probably are parents who love... I know there are parents who love that scene. I know because I, I know them personally. And yeah. through completely other means, I've gotten to know them and really like them. It's just that I never would have gotten to know them through a kid's birthday party. Right. Because I would have been the weirdo like using the bathroom too much so that I didn't have to talk to people. Right. Right. Totally. And it's not because I'm an antisocial person. I'm actually an extrovert. It's just... That's not my scene. So I don't even know if there's a point there, but you know.
1: No, I think that the point is to reassure people that if those parties are torture for you or if you wanted to be, if you wanted to be enjoying yourself and found yourself not, it's not your fault. I also feel like another thing that happens is you end up chasing your own kid around because a lot, I'm I'm thinking of the bouncy house trampoline type places Mm -hmm. and you have to kind of stay with your kids. So even if you did find another mom that you wanted to talk to, it's like being at the playground or anywhere else, like you can't you can't finish a conversation because you have to make sure like you can find your kid in that maze that they just went in or whatever. So yeah, Yeah, agreed. Yeah. It gets better. Drop off parties, come on the scene and you know, you'll be able to just have your own friends and not have it to be at a trampoline place. Um, (laughs) So let's see. I think we've gone through all of my permission. Oh no, I have one more permission granted. So my last thing that we're going to grant you permission is you don't have to throw the party that your child wants you to throw. And I know this is hard because they start to get to be five or six or seven years old and they start to have opinions about where they want their party. Um, And sometimes I think it's okay to say, no, we're not doing that this year either because it's too much money or because you hate the idea or because you have a better idea. Like I guess, where I arrive on this is on that kid's actual birthday, they're going to be having a blast. Even if you've had to right size their expectations a little bit and you couldn't rent out the fancy roller skating place that they wanted. And instead you steered them in a different direction. Um, I think sometimes, sometimes I hear mom say things like, well, it was what she wanted. So we just went with it. And I think, yeah, but (laughs) You're the grown up like you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And and I think birthdays, we get this feeling like it's it's got to be their special day. And I just think there's so many ways to make it their special day. And you get to kind of stick to your standards, whether those are budget or, you know, financial standards or just like not a party that you're crazy about throwing. So it's just hard to say no in the moment. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say not only do you not have to throw the party your child wants you to throw every year, you don't have to do it any year. Right. <laughs> and that sounds terrible. What what I've I think that I have almost um, proactively gotten on in front of this with most my kids, most kids, most birthdays by offering A couple of options none of which would be their first choice probably you know i've never said so what do you want to do for your birthday this year because i know what i'll hear yeah well maybe i did it once and then i learned like because what they would want to do is have them and 30 of their closest friends go on a yacht um (laughs) that also happens to include like a bounce house inside of it and has you know just like a huge candy machine like that they can just get endless candy you you know what i'm getting at like they want crazy things So if you invite them to have their own opinions, especially if they have friends who have had blowout parties, Mm -hmm. they're always going to want that. So what I have tended to do instead is offer a couple options that I can live with. Like, you can go to the laser tag place and you can have four friends or you can have six friends at a sleepover or... You can just go to the movie, but you can have more friends. Sometimes that's what I'll do. I'll, yes. I'll sweeten the pot toward the choice I want them to make by offering more kids. So <laughs> if the party is, you know, we've done things like where it's literally like the kids can come, especially now that the boys are getting older. Um, you can have seven or eight friends come at six o'clock. You'll all have pizza. Then you can play video games for two hours. Right. So. Mm-hmm kind of like a bedtime party, but not a sleepover. Yeah.
1: They call we call them late or I've also heard them yeah. called there's something else, not sleepovers, late Yeah. I know
0: what you're talking about. There's a, there's a name for it. Yeah. Um, or if you want a real sleepover, it's for kids. Okay. Or yeah. if you, you know what I mean? Like I just, I kind of put parameters around how I want yes. it to look and then I offer them those options and having choices is all they care about. And then they decide, is it more important that they have more kids or is it more important that they have the exactly the experience that they want? And yep. They get to choose. They get to choose some of it, but not yep. all of it.
1: No, it's like classic offering limited choices, just like when you have toddlers. Right. Like Would you like the red cup or the blue cup? Speaking exactly. of exactly. speaking of toddlers, I feel like preschoolers go through after they've been th- been to a few birthday parties. When they're like four, they go through this phase where they just decide what kind of party they are going to have, and they start telling other people about it. I don't know if any of your kids. have Oh yeah. Like, no. Yes. I'm totally. going to have a Buzz Lightyear party, and we're going to, you know, blah blah blah. And then, like sometimes as a mom, you're like, wait. We are like what? And so I know we've offered this tip before, but when your kid starts getting really into like themes, like we're going to have a Elsa party or a ballerina party or whatever. um, Just remember that you can achieve a theme with some printed napkins from Target, a few supplies from the party store, um, and a few really cheap ways to have that kid believe that they are having an Elsa and Anna party. You don't have to actually hire Elsa to come no. <laughs> I mean, Yes. I have been at parties where their princesses come, and it, it's it i've I've seen it work really well, and it's really sweet. But I've also seen little girls have just as much fun with Elsa and Anna balloons do you know what I mean so like yeah when they start getting into the themes just remember that the themes exist on a scale like you can go yeah. all out but you can also I remember the year Allegra and Reed I gave them a joint party and they decided it was Harry Potter themed but like two days before I was like guys we already sent invitations like there was nothing Harry Potter but they had just gotten into it and they were a little young like none of their friends even knew Harry Potter and so I amazoned some plastic rings of like the four Hogwarts houses and stuck them in the Cupcakes that I had already bought, and there you go. It was Harry Potter themed. So you I love can, that. You can pull off a theme with pretty minimal energy.
0: I tend to get things like texts from parents who think my kids are having a party when I never authorized a party, but now that happens all the time. Like nice. Yeah. It's not, it's not just a little kid uh, birthday party thing. When they get older, they just decide to make their own plans. And then the parents will be like, wait, did did I hear this correctly? You're having a bunch of kids at your house tonight. Yeah. Yes. That's fun. That's really funny.
1: (laughs) Um, well, we just have a couple of minutes before we wrap up, but maybe if we each just throw out one or two ideas for just the little things we do on our kids, actual birthdays to keep it special. I know you have a couple.
0: Oh yeah. So one of the things that I've done for years it's just very very simple is just to um hang like decorate a chair. So I'll always try to have a balloon hanging on their chair when they get home from school. When they were little I had to be a little more creative about that, but it's just kind of a way to mark the day mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to happen when they get up in the morning. Sometimes I don't have a chance to go until they're, you know, gone and I yeah. just like it when they walk in the door and see that they've been celebrated in some way. We have a birthday banner. We hang out every year. I've had to replace it a couple times, but I always get one that looks kind of the same as the old one because yeah. it's a tradition. You know, it's just a really simple thing that you can do no matter what their age is. That yeah. ma- is, is just really easy.
1: And, and as your kids start to get older and remember previous years, then those things get really, really special. Yeah, And also, exactly. like, when we talk about holiday traditions, it's your chance now to make them simple so that you can right. sustain them every year. I love that. One of our family traditions is we always tell a little story about when that baby was born. And, like, my kids right now don't even care that much, but we do it, I think, more for the adult benefit. Like, we just kind of reflect on, like, what they were like, what that day was like when they very first arrived. Telling the birth story, really, without maybe – all of the details. But um, I love that. And I just always try and like kind of find time to reflect either with myself or with Brian or, you know, somebody to just kind of like you get to enjoy that day, too, because it's the anniversary of you parenting that child. And so just making sure again, maybe by making the party a little less crazy that you also get to mark that passage of time in your own way. Just a little cheers to yourself for making it 10 years or five years or one year, whatever it is.
0: Yeah, so. no, I like that a lot.
1: All right. That's nice. Well, this was fun. We're going to wrap up. Um, again, for our new listeners, we have more than 150 episodes in our archives. They are all at momhour.com and you can search for the topics you're looking for in the little search bar. But you can also email us at hello at themomhour.com. And I personally will tell you which episodes I think you should listen to. But you have to tell me who you are, like how old your kids are, what your issues are. It'll be fun.
0: (laughs) All of your issues. We need you to share them with us so that Sarah can diagnose and give you solutions. But she will do that. So please share
1: right back to the momhour.com. No, we would love to hear from you on email. Um, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as well, all as the mom hour. So we will be back Megan next Tuesday with another new episode.
0: Sounds great. See you then.